Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 14th of July. Well, Queensland has won the state of origin decider in front of a home crowd overnight. Ben Hunt, he goes to the corner. That was the moment Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane erupted as the Maroons hooker Ben Hunt scored a runaway try to seal the match and win the series for Queensland. It was a nail-biter up to the 78th minute, the action-packed and brutal game being hailed as one of the greatest in origin history. And we'll have more details on the game coming up shortly in sport. Doctors in New South Wales are calling on the state government to scrap a decision to ease COVID rules in aged care homes as a third COVID wave sweeps across the country. It's being reported from Monday visitors won't need to be vaccinated and the daily visitor limit won't be mandated and will just become a recommendation. Health officials have warned rising case and hospitalisation numbers could rival COVID peaks we saw earlier this year. Meantime, international passengers soon won't have to be vaccinated to board a Qantas flight. The airline is abandoning the requirement from Tuesday, but passengers are being encouraged to check their own country's vaccination requirements before they head to the airport, with some governments still requiring travellers to be fully vaccinated. Overseas now and stronger ties with our international neighbours will be top of the agenda as the Prime Minister continues his visit to Fiji for the Pacific Islands Forum. Mr Albanese will meet with his Solomon Islands counterpart today after the country signed a deal with China. Our support for this region does not come with strings attached. It comes because we understand uh, that we have a responsibility as an advanced economy in the region to provide support uh, to our Pacific uh, island neighbours and that indeed that is in Australia's interest, very much so. China's growing influence in the Pacific region is also set to be front and centre during the high-level talks. Department of Pacific Affairs with ANU James Batley says the PM is concerned about the security risks facing Australia. Frankly, I don't think it's realistic to expect Prime Minister Sogavari to, um, to backpedal on his relationship with, uh, with China. But I think the, the objective uh, on our side will be to establish a positive relationship um, looking forward. And there are calls for flights to be suspended from Bali or for returning travellers to quarantine as concerns grow over the threat of foot and mouth disease. It's already been detected in Indonesia and if it spreads here, could wipe out Australia's multi-billion dollar agricultural sector. Shadow Minister for Northern Australia, Senator Susan MacDonald, says we need to press pause until the threat is brought under control. Unless we are 100% confident that we have secured Australia's biosecurity border, then I think we have got no choice but to treat this as seriously as we did with COVID and that we identify the risks and we take pretty strong action right now. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and the state's ombudsman has been asked to launch a wide-ranging investigation into the state's troubled ambulance service. Ambulance Victoria declared a seventh code red for the year last weekend, meaning the service was stretched beyond its limits and unable to respond to all calls for help. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, the push for an investigation is coming from the union. 
The Ambulance Employees Australia is a sub-branch of the United Workers Union Tash and its members say Ambulance Victoria is broken and it can't keep blaming its problems on COVID. The union says it needs a review now similar to the probe which was carried out by former Police Chief Graham Ashton into the Emergency Services Telecommunications Authority because neither the Andrews government or ambulance service bosses can be trusted to be honest. In an official statement from Ambulance Victoria though, it is pointed out that before the pandemic, the organisation's response performance was the best on record. And to Queensland and the Gold Coast is one of our country's most popular destinations. But for people wanting to live there permanently, finding a home is becoming increasingly challenging. House prices and rents are continuing to soar, sparking a housing affordability crisis. Our reporter Rod McLeod has the details from the Gold Coast. Thanks, Tash. The COVID pandemic has seen a wave of migration from the southern states crash on the shores of the Gold Coast, and that's resulted in a housing crisis here, as real estate prices leap by hundreds of thousands of dollars and rentals become increasingly scarce. Stories of dozens of applications for one rental property and six months upfront rental payments to secure a property are common. Domain's property analyst, Dr Nicole Powell, says even units are going for staggering rents. We saw unit asking rents on the Gold Coast surge by 9.1% over the June quarter. really does show that it's an extremely competitive rental market in the Gold Coast and we are likely to continue to see asking rents rise. This week, the Queensland Auditor-General released a report criticising the Palaszczuk government for failing to build enough social homes to keep up with demand. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Concerning news this morning out of the US with it recording a 40-year high inflation number, which is, of course, bad news for interest rates both overseas and here and the stock market. Yeah, 9.1% is amazing. Americans will have to brace for more three-quarter percent rate hikes to kill inflation there. But this could deliver a recession, which will be bad for stock prices there. And as Wall Street leads our stock market, a US recession could be bad for our market and our super funds. It also could mean the Reserve Bank could be more aggressive with interest rate rises here. But talking about that, Peter, interesting to note a leading investment bank economist is tipping the Reserve Bank here will stop lifting interest rates in November to avoid a complete collapse of the housing market. Yeah, UBS's chief economist, George Therano, tips the RBA will start cutting rates in the second half of next year. He believes if the RBA continues big rate rises this year, households will find interest rate uh, repayments impossible, creating recession and then a crash for house prices. And talking about the banks, one of the big ones, ANZ is in talks to buy a major accounting software company for $4.5 billion, showing the big banks are keen to diversify. Yeah, our big banks have cut their commitment to wealth management after the Royal Commission and are looking for new ways to make money. The AFR says buying MYOB boosts ANZ's offering to small and medium-sized business clients by allowing it to integrate their business and accounting more seamlessly. It would also give insights into the financial health and activity of the bank's business customers. Big day in the world of finance. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett, as we reported earlier, what a game in the state of origin decider and Queensland has done it on home turf.
Yeah, they certainly did. It was a Maroons miracle undermanned last night, but full of heart. The Queensland spirit shining through in front of 52,000 screaming Maroons fans. They won 22-12 to in an all-time classic. No Cam Munster. Three players going down with concussion in the opening minutes and a couple of players, Sinbin, which we'll get to as well. But in the end, the Maroons got the job done. Queensland have done it. The Maroons have won State of Origin 2022. The call there on Triple M. Kalen Ponga, Daly Cherry Evans and Pat Carrigan among the stars. Ben Hunt as well with a, uh, a chase down, a charge down of Nathan Cleary's chip kick. Uh, he ran 70 metres for a stunning solo try. That sealed the result while Billy Slater is celebrating victory in his first series as coach. That's as good as Queensland victory as I've ever seen. A resilient, tough performance and you know, got some pretty proud boys in there and they've earned that. Now New South Wales is fuming that Matt Burton was sin-binned last night. He was punched by Maroon star Dane Gagai before returning fire after it appeared he tripped over Kalen Ponga. Uh, Brad Fittler, the coach of the Blues, says only Gagai deserved to be binned. He didn't initiate a burdo. He's not going to fight anyone. At the end of the day he's got belted. He got penalised. Well, we got the penalty. He got belted and got in a headlock. We walk out with one player down each. Tad ridiculous. The pair of cop fines along with Tino Fa'asua Malaawi who uh, also copped two charges from last night. And Brett, it was such a great game, but lots of drama too now in the AFL with the future of superstar Buddy Franklin in Sydney now up in the air. Yeah, this was a bombshell that dropped uh, late yesterday that Sydney's offer to Lance Franklin, now it was expected he'd take less money next year. He's coming off a million dollar a season contract, but apparently it's so low, he's now reconsidering his future in the game and potentially retiring or playing for a third club. In some other AFL news, we've got a couple of veterans who'll be back in the VFL this week. Michael Hurley hasn't played since round 18, 2020. He had a nasty hip infection. He's battled some calf injuries. He should be back via the Bombers' reserve side, as should Dan Hanabry, who has barely been cited for the Saints. He signed a big contract over five years. He's only played 15 out of a possible 79 games. He will attempt another late-season comeback with the Saints' VFL side. Brett, we had a bit of a bet yesterday. You were predicting New South Wales would win, but Queensland did it. I'm a Victorian. What would I know? Thank you, Tash. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brett. And forget COVID-19 or foot and mouth disease, Australian border authorities are also cracking down on Subway sandwiches. A young Australian TikToker, Jessica Lee, was fined thousands of dollars when she arrived back home in Australia for not declaring her sandwich she'd purchased from Singapore, which was filled with chicken and lettuce. Jessica then posted a message to her thousands of followers about the biosecurity breach. Um, basically, I just paid $2,600 for my subway, just from Singapore, you know. Now, that is an expensive sandwich. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.